T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. It was a violent snap. It was very violent because Patrick is very angry. I'm not angry. I'm just defeated. Very angry and defeated. Whoa, whoa. Because his team cannot finish in front of net. No. His team being Liverpool, the soccer team. My team sucks. Mm, they don't suck. But right now they're not playing very well. True Liverpool fan. The beer we'll be drinking during this segment is a beer that I had in my week in beer uh, that Patrick didn't know about. So I, I quite enjoyed it. So I'm happy to be having it. Yeah, again. I just I just, I just, just saw it on the shelf. We'll Same. be having the Block 15 Cold Front Winter Lager. Yeah. And it has a on- nice description on the back, too. Saw it on the shelf and just kind of went, ah, cool. This sounds different. A winter lager first brew with European specialty malts during fall, then cold condition until the snap of winter. Cold front imparts notes of caramel, honey, and dried fruit that rounds out with a crisp, clean finish. Now, this is a winter beer. This, this is, is not a winter, a winter IPA. Beer. This is a winter beer. Oh, wow, this beer's... Oh, no. The 7th of January. I thought that was a 12th. That's a five-day difference. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Like, no, not, not the 7th. I thought it was... The 21 upside down. Oh, I so you were like, it was 12. today? <laughs> no, no. I thought it was made in December. Oh. Yeah. God, I'm confused. Uh, so on the podcast today. I'm distracted. I need to focus in. I'm here. I'm ready to go. It's game time. Your team sucks. My um, team sucks. So the episode today is in the brews. We have not done one in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Patrick says that there's a lot of news. I am not privy to said news. Yep. So uh, I am going to be quite interested to find out what's going on. And it's basically all focused around... The expansion of a few breweries. Cool. There's a so, lot of new stuff going down. Well, I'm interested to find out what it is. So that'll be the the topic du jour. We, of course, will have a beer of the week as well at the end. I have no idea what Patrick decided to bring in today. Uh, spoiler alert. It was, it's this, I got one of these and posted it in my lineup of beer. And I enjoyed it so much that I got another one Okay, for this. I have one of those that I wanted to bring in if it was my turn, and if I see it again, I'm going to bring it as Beer of the Week because okay. it's... I was blown away by how good this beer was. Okay, great. Like, I'll, I'll describe it in a second. <laughs> uh, you can find us on social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDD085 on Instagram, and the podcast is in multiple places. We are on Instagram.com slash Beers on Us. Twitter is at Beers on Us Pod. Facebook.com slash Beers on Us us that's where you can find us and uh we've been posting a lot of pictures to instagram lately we're trying to be a little bit better about that so um 
that's where you can find us. You can also DM us uh, multiple places and, and we'll get back to you. Usually Instagram is probably a good way to do that. But if you don't, you can send us messages on Twitter or Facebook as well. Uh, we can beer. Did I forget anything? I don't think so. You can find our podcast most places you can find podcasts. Yes. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, TenantyTheFan.com, and Radio.com app. That would be it. Subscribe, rate, review, and download. It helps. We like one stars. We love one stars times five. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I love, at least. Um, okay, so Weekend Beer. I already said I had this beer cold front uh, over the weekend. It was quite enjoyable. I very mm. much like the winter lager <clears throat> style because I love the kind of malt build and the 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 fruit flavors and the kind of like dates and the sweetness and kind of all that i, I really enjoy it to it yeah it gives me like a little oomph and a little spiciness to it it's it's enjoyable um i had the black light black lager from block 15 okay which was quite delicious as well uh i had uh, old reliable which was night howlers of american imperial style from Berlick drink. drink i also tried nugs from Berlick drink oh, that was a really good idea. i know i really enjoyed that too i've had a couple of those uh, and I have yet to drink the Sled Wreck from Barley Browns. It's still sitting in my fridge. Uh, but the beer I really want to talk about. Remember earlier this year when I couldn't stop drinking Correspondence Wander Export Stout? Earlier this year? That was this year, I'm pretty sure. You mean 2020? Yep. Nice. Last year. I just let you walk into that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it's January of 2021. It is. Uh, COVID's still going on, so it still feels like one full year. Uh, that was the beer that I really fell in love with last year at the beginning of the year. I just discovered a, an oatmeal stout that damn near blew my socks off. <laughs> I, I took a sip of it and I just went, "What? Where has this beer been my entire life?" I love you. It is everybody's brewing. Ooh, sneaky, sneaky oatmeal stout. And um, on the back of the can, it says, "We're it's a top secret recipe that we're not going to tell you what's in it, but you'll expect flavors of this, 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 and this." So they're very protective of this because I think they know that it kicks ass. <laughs> it is so good. It is so. <laughs> you can tell people all the ingredients you want, and nobody's going to steal it because they still don't know, like, right when your additions were. And but it, it was, you know, your the, seller practices. It's called sneaky, sneaky. There's is, like a criminal is, on the front. Cool. It's just a cool idea, right? This oatmeal stout was super creamy, but dry at the same time. Okay. And sounds gave, like something I would dig. Gave me like a chocolatey roasty vibe as well. Whereas like right off the top, it's like cream hits you immediately and then it dries out significantly and you kind of get a roastiness at the end and there's a chocolate flavor in the middle. I I, I need to go buy it again. This okay. I, I could not believe I was taking a sip and I was like, I need to share this with the world. I posted a tweet on our Twitter page about the beer. I texted <laughs> you about the beer. I was like, this beer is incredible. Stood outside of my roof and yelled to all my neighbors. It, it was so good. So if you like stouts, look for everybody's brewing uh, sneaky, sneaky oatmeal stout. Trust me, it will knock your socks off if you like that style. It is so good. Have you been to everybody's? I have. Multiple times. It is a cool little spot up there. Uh, I went to the old location and then I went to the new location. Which is right next to the old location. Mm -hmm. uh, funny enough, the old location actually had the better view of Mount Hood. I know, I agree. Yeah, the I new one you have to, to like that. go to the way edge of the deck mm -hmm. and like peer around a tree, and then you can see it. But the new one's way bigger and it's nicer inside. It's like it's modernized and it's got a lot of space. So uh, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, if you ever go to Hood River and you're doing a beer trip, just cross the river. Yeah, just scoot on right across. Everybody's is right there. It's just up the hill. And that's that. Now I'm over this. Did they lose? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I really like it. Uh, I think I found everybody's, let's see, I found everybody's long time ago, I feel like, feels like forever, 
and I found them like four or five years ago. Yeah, and yeah, they've just been a really great spot and make solid beer, straightforward. It's nothing too crazy, and even their hazies are pretty good. Okay, because they don't they at least some of the hazies that I've had from them are more of that. I don't know, like what we talk about, what we like, a little more bitterness, a little more hop character. The only less thing, sweet. The only thing that I think hurts everybody's is that uh, every time I see their six packs, the cans are old as dirt. Mm. Like if I go to a, because they do sell six packs like at Safeway, sure, yeah, and at most, of, most and... of the places, I'll look at the date and it's like five months old, and I'm just like, this is probably not doing them any favors. <laughs> like this IPA is not going to be as good. Like they right. have like, the Cryo Stash one, and there's another one too that they have that's like I'm just like this is old. I don't want to drink this. But if you can get fresh stuff from them or you can go there, it's a way different experience. So I like their stuff because I, I, like I don't think spot. we see everybody's a lot here like we we get them but i'm yeah. saying in terms of like their their small batch stuff their new stuff or even on draft i don't see it quite as much as like you'll see those six packs so that's sure. why i wonder if they're getting a bit of a bad rap because of the dates on those cans also maybe we need to drink and buy in washington i bet you they have a larger footprint in washington probably true yeah that probably helps but you'd, and it's covid so you'd be way more way more likely to find those there than me yes considering you go there a lot i do like to be in the southwest washington area mm-hmm. your girlfriend lives in the southwest washington area this is true so does my mom yep so you are there quite frequently yep and uh i need to find more places like more bottle shops because it's like ben's bottle shop and like that's it i think that is it isn't it you feel it sure does feel like it <laughs> the next best bottle shop is like a new seasons which right. which is fine new seasons does a great job but you're just like, come on, guys. Anybody? Someone's like, you should go to Tonal Wine or Bevmo. And I was like, that's a hard pass. <laughs> that's a really hard pass. I guarantee you none of that beer is cold and all of it is old. Probably definitely old. Yes. Yep. Total Wine has a huge selection mm-hmm. of old beer. Yes, yes. So I'm going to pass on that. Uh, my weekend beer. I suppose it's my turn. That means it's my turn. Yes. Uh, I posted a picture. I know you're flummoxed by Liverpool losing to Burnley. I know. I need to focus. So we're on. We're doing a podcast. We're doing here. a podcast here. Um, I posted this picture. Let's see. I drank another Hannah Pills, the Japanese lager from Ferment, which I quite enjoyed. Um, we'll skip that one because that's our beer of the week. Um, I did. I did purchase a new IPA from Logston because okay. I was trying to do like try different try new things. And uh, I, it's in my fridge. I haven't had it yet. I remember having an IPA from Logs then a couple months ago and being yeah. uh, pretty pleasantly surprised. Well, Shelby out there is a really cool dude, and he knows what he's doing. So I just always knew, knew them as the farmhouse beer, right? Right. Place. So when I think of IPAs, I'm like, that's weird. Yeah, but I think once once they moved to once they moved to like Washougal and kind of reinvented themselves, they they started to be all across the board. They are still really good at that stuff, though. Yeah. Uh, and then I got a West Coast IPA from Ruse. Time signature. Uh, it was good. It reminds me of, gosh, Ruse has become this, they're they're almost like this outlier. They're like, they, they, they're doing things now way differently than everybody else. The IPA from them reminded me of those like California IPAs I talk about all the time. Very low body, very low malt, um, very dry and very hop forward. But it was like the color, it looked, the color of it was like a Pilsner. It was so straw yellow. Uh, just because there was no malt profile, and I, you know, I, I've talked about this at length for a while now. That's something that I think some people are looking for, and it wasn't a bad beer by any means. I enjoyed it. I like a little more body into it, as I've you know st- stood on my soapbox and said for a while now. Uh, but it was good. I enjoyed it. And then I had a little mini pint of a uh, straight out of Portland from Migration. Mm-hmm. 
which uh, tasted excellent. That beer always tastes excellent. If you get it fresh, yep. a beer's great. That the problem is, is migration is in Safeway. Yeah, so sometimes you don't get it fresh. You're not going to get it fresh. Um, but then I had another interesting moment. I was having dinner with the in-laws, and my girlfriend's dad asked me, because he know, cause they're more like wine and mixy drinkers, and he asked me what beer he can ha- have for me around the house whenever I go over there to drink if I want a beer. And I have no idea what the answer is, because I don't go there over there enough for it to be an IPA. Right. But it also needs to be something that can be found at a Fred Meyer or a New Seasons Black easily. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> what? That's that's not the beer I want to drink, Mike. That's a great beer, though. That, yeah, it is a great beer. It's not the beer I want to drink. So I was thinking mm. like a lager or a pills of some stout. sort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything barrel-aged. <laughs> Preferably rum. Okay, so lager, pilsner. Yes, and I can't decide I can't decide what to do. I was like, oh, I turned I turn to my girlfriend. I said, what, maybe like- What about Freem like, Pilsner? I was like, Freem Pilsner? And her dad goes, what? <laughs> like, I, I swear he's about to say Kazuntite. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably what I would say. Because you can find that literally anywhere. Right, right. So, yeah, Freem Pilsner. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, I'll go back to Deschutes and say you can get Mirror Pond. <laughs> how, do, how do I tell somebody? And they usually have, they somebody usually does their shopping for them. So how do I con- how do I tell somebody, like, check hey, dates. hey, check dates. And uh, these are the, this is a list of like 15 breweries you can buy from. Mm-hmm. I should just do like Occidental, just anything Occidental. Is that at supermarkets though? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I don't know if it's at like Fred Meyer, but I know it's at New Seasons. Yeah, you'll find it at New Seasons. Yeah. That's for sure. I've been, I've been having an Occidental tinkering lately well we were supposed to go there before the pandemic started that was like the place that said that they were down i know and then covid was like they're not down anymore yeah. guys it's not gonna happen um so that's our weekend beer let us know what yours was dm us on our various socials and let us know and uh, if you've also had that everybody's stout tell me if you love it as much as i do and i'm not an insane person <laughs> that beer is so good well, i gotta go find it now if it's that damn good uh, also i forgot uh, i bought a fort george six pack uh I'm doing a much better job of checking dates. It is called Tender Loving Empire Northwest Pale. Okay. Um, I found it at Market of Choice. It was about 30 days old. And I was like, well, that's a good good date. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've been, I think we even mentioned on this podcast, I, I haven't had a lot of Fort George lately. I haven't loved a ton of Fort George lately. Ditto. Um, when I go there, their stuff on draft is usually pretty solid. And I, I can- agree. What is I can find stuff that I enjoy. But, I love going to Fort George. But the, the stuff that gets sent here in cans is really hit or miss for me recently. But I was like, you know what? It's a new beer. Um, I ha- Again, I'm kind of doing that. I haven't had them in a while. Let's give them another go. I've had one can of it so far. It is the most strange pale ale I can remember in terms of it's not giving me any flavors that I expected out of it. Okay. And the way I described it to you yesterday was... You know when you walk in, well, you know, but to the listeners too, you know when you walk into a brewery and you can like, you go back a little bit into where the tanks are, there's that smell. Mm -hmm. It's the same in every brewery. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what it tastes like off the top. That's so strange. It tastes like that and then gets really fruit forward and then is, is, is good after like, you know, solid body after that. But I cannot place that flavor off the top. And I honestly, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I like that flavor. I like the smell. It's a, it's a very nostalgic smell now of like mm-hmm. going to breweries and I miss that smell. But tasting it was very strange to me. And I didn't think it was an off flavor. I think it was meant to be like that. I think it was a very hop forward punch, but I just I don't know what it is. Huh. So, 
<clears throat> if anybody else has had that beer and has had a similar experience, I'm, I'm let intrigued, me know. I'm intrigued by that. I know that smell very, very well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> In fact, I miss that smell. It's probably one of the biggest things I miss. Uh, from And not, not even not working at Breakside, but not working in Milwaukee. Right. I was like, every single day you smelled that, and I miss that smell. It's like fresh cut grass. Sort of. Or, or rain. Like right before it rains. It's not really no, those, no, either I, of those things. I don't mean it smells like that. I mean it like oh, it see. smells good like those. It's in the same realm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I got fresh you. cut grass, right before it rains, and the smell of brew day. Like yeah. those are like my favorite things in the world. <laughs> uh so if anyone else has had that and has a better description of it, let me know. Um also I got a good text from uh from uh, Keith at Brewery twenty six after we had their beer on the podcast last oh, week. Yeah. He uh, he texted me and said, "It's funny. It's the beer that I have the hardest time describing to customers. Having you guys talk about it actually helped me appreciate some of the subtle flavors that Andy has been trying to tell me are there." Oh, I was like, "Great! Yay! I'm glad that we can help you. I'm glad that we can help you." Even though I distinctly remember saying, "I don't know anything about this," but here we go. Well, yeah. When I was thinking back, I was like, "Did we say anything like groundbreaking about that beer?" <laughs> I was like, "I taste the yeast." <laughs> no, it's pretty much like saisons. Woo! I don't know anything. I can barely spell it. Maybe it really well, no, but you know what I mean. Okay, I was gonna say you might need to learn how to spell that. <laughs> you know anything about beer? Um, the uh, I, I, maybe we said some stuff in passing that I forget what I said about it. That's the thing with the tasting episodes, it's like it's fun, I think, for you guys to do it and, and listen along with us. I saw Taylor DM does his tasting notes mm-hmm. for each, each beer that he drank along with us. By the way, if you guys are doing that with us, absolutely just send us and DM us your, your notes, like that's fun. And it, if you if it interests you in learning your palate. Um, feel free to to do that as well because it's just good exercise. Taylor said that his beer, the the winter rye lager, was filled up to the top. Yeah, that's so, so we had strange. a strange can that was not filled up to the top. So we got hosed, is what you're saying. Also, uh, when I went to Market of Choice this last weekend, uh, I walked past where the Descent Dark Lager from Skookum was. It was gone. Oh yeah. And I oh was, yeah, yeah. You showed me that. I sent a picture to Patrick. I was like. That was our doing, I think, because <laughs> like when I went and took it, like there was plenty there. It was just empty, and I was like, "Sorry, what's up, dude? <laughs> Sorry if you guys went there to look for that and it was gone. That means another listener probably grabbed it." Beforehand. I hope it, I hope it actually is really good because I would hate for it to sell out real quickly, and then the buyer's like, "Whoa, this beer is really popping. I should probably buy more. I'll take two cases this week." Then sits on two cases <laughs> <laughs> because we did it on the podcast, and that was it. <laughs> uh, Taylor in his uh, description of that descent: interesting smell, pretty simple body, <clears throat> very low carbonation, drinkable. Does not pair with sushi. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Was, that. I was that like, was my favorite line. I, I was I like, had to, I had to hit him back. I was like, that's the best line I've ever heard. Does I, not pair with sushi. I would think that a dark lager wouldn't pair with sushi, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like you, you have to drink specifically Japanese style beers with sushi. Otherwise, uh, you the fl- could drink Mexican lagers with sushi. Okay, you have to drink distinctly light-bodied beers with sushi <laughs> because the sushi flavor is so overpowering. Right, it's very fishy. You can't mix like a really flavorful, like malty something. It's just not going to mix well. <laughs> so, at least Taylor learned that. Sadly, it was the hard way. I, guess. I just liked it. Does not pair with sushi. <laughs> um, all right. So, in the brews. In the brews. I think this is in the brews four or five. I didn't check. So in know. the brews, and this is more of like uh, I was inspired by this because I actually want to open this up to a larger kind of larger dis- discussion. But uh, our friends over at New School, uh, they put out an article about like the most anticipated brewery and tap room openings in 2021. 
And there's new breweries on there and stuff, you know, but I, I won't get into that because I don't really know anything about those guys yet. But I noticed there's a lot of expansion news going around, including new one that hit this morning. Um, and we'll just kind of start with there. And I want to we can chat about this, but then I'd like to get into the larger discussion. Uh, there's a Stickman is opening a new location. That will be their third location out in Cedar Hills. Oh, their other ones are in. I live near Cedar Hills. Yeah, there you go. Where are they opening it? Uh, I didn't look at that because I haven't seen. There, I don't a, know the area really well, so I'm right. just like, oh, Cedar Hills, cool. Well, Cedar Hills is is not that big. It's a, it's basically the mall, and then there's a bunch of stuff around it. Um, there's a new Oswego Grill that opened right there. Okay. Like some of the restaurants that were there have closed probably because of COVID. Yeah. I think the Oswego Grill is replacing the McGrath's Fish House, um, which is a fine replacement to me. Yeah. Uh, but they're also building new buildings. So, like, and they're the the bowling alley that we went to for the fantasy football draft is oh, there. The Big Al's? No, 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 not Big Al's. The uh, Kingpins is right there. Oh. Didn't you go to that one too? Yeah, I think so. That's Cedar Hills. Oh, so okay. that's like a brand new. Section. I remember being like, "Where the hell am I?" <laughs> There's a McMinimins right there. That's brand new. Okay. Uh, Michael James's Killer Burgers right there. Okay. Um, it's a good little spot for like brand new pop ups, although it was an older area. So okay, I mean, uh, Stickman, I have not had in years. Yeah. I went when it was in Lake O, and honestly, I didn't love it too much, so I just didn't go back. But I used to work right next to that. It, like- that stickman if they're growing maybe that means they've you know improved the beer enough that they think they can grow yeah and i think they've got another one in tualatin i want to say is where their other one is um so uh heading out west and that is kind of a consistent theme you will hear about good today because that is one thing i remember talking to mike hunsaker about Mm -hmm. i was like how come the breweries when they expand don't come out to beaverton like beaverton is a massive suburb Mm -hmm. and hillsborough is even bigger Mm mm-hmm 200,000 plus people live in just those two towns alone. Yeah. And it's like it's all, untapped potential. All we have is the Ex Novo in Beaverton, which is a nice spot. They make great Detroit style pizza. You um, just got that too. I know. That's like a year old. Uh, Ancestry is in Tualatin. Um, I guess Stickman is in Tualatin. And Ancestry is like, you know, far west Tualatin. And beyond that, we ha- oh, we have the Great Notions. The Great Notions by out where there. I live now too. It's up uh, in the Timberland Mall. Uh, up on barns so i mean yeah it's uh, there that's it right and the great notion spot is super small it's just kind of like a tap room it kind okay. of feels like I, I, they probably serve food too but it's a very narrow like plot of uh strip mall area um and he just he basically just said he didn't think that there was a lot of customers out there because of you know just the way that the the beer scene went and i was like i don't know if that's right like i feel like there's a lot it's very untapped potential you know uh, buckle up, Buttercup. All right, because uh, you're about to get more West Side. Um, let's see. Uh, Breakside announced that they have three new locations that they plan to open in 2021. Three. They're taking the Winnebago, the uh, Breaksider, the Winnebago. They have the 70s Winnebago. They re- restored, and that's going out to a food cart pod out in East Portland, like 82nd kind of area, so you can get Breakside Beer out there. They're opening a tap room in Lake Oswego, downtown on the Strip, right next to the Salt and Straw. Great. Which should do very, very well. Wonderful location. And then they're opening, like, a German-style beer hall in Beaverton with a huge outdoor area. And, like, a stage and a bit, yeah, this this is just what, I've, what, I, what I'm reading and what my friends over there have told me about. Some big giant German beer hall in Beaverton. That with is breakside beer. Incredibly exciting, uh, and I hope that it's close. Like, because Beaverton's big, right? Everything is close, right? Quote unquote. Like, there's. Uh... I believe it's near the Ex Novo. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that's right downtown Beaverton. So yeah, that's exciting. 
also, Vaughn Ebert is opening a place in Beaverton as well. And they're opening a spot at the airport. Okay. The airport excites the hell out of me. Because when I go, anytime I'm at the airport now, I will only be drinking Vaughn Ebert. Well, so, okay. What I learned about the airport breweries is that you make like an X amount of your deal, and then they rotate after three or four years. Oh, really? So, um, it used to be Hub, mm-hmm. and now it's no longer Hub. Didn't it? Wasn't it? Well, didn't the Hopworks turn into Henry's? No, Henry's closed. Remember, everywhere except like oh. everywhere, everywhere. Um, but I mean, but I mean, no, Hopworks did not turn into Henry's. Okay. Henry's was in the ABC. Hopworks was in D and E. Okay. Um, and now there's Deschutes there. Deschutes didn't used to be there. I think right. Deschutes replaced Rogue. Um, and I cannot for the life of me remember what went in for the hub unless it is still Hopworks and I'm forgetting. I haven't been to the airport in a year because of COVID. <laughs> um, usually I would go to one of the breweries when I was there because yeah. why not? Uh, but uh, okay. So that either they're going into a news location or they're replacing one of the other breweries. I yeah, think. something like that. Cool. So and then and a spot then, in, and then a spot in Beaverton. Do you know where? Uh, I don't. I don't. Again, I don't know the area, so they say things, and I'm just like, nah. <laughs> I mean, I can pull up the article. I can. I can also like tweet out the article from New School. I, I would. And love it's kind of got everything written there. I'd love to take a look because back where I used to live in <clears> Beaverton, <throat> which was more like in uh, the the neighbor southwest neighbors area mm-hmm. down by where Big Al's is, is that old uh, Ruby Tuesday had been open forever, and it's a cool building. It's right on like a, a man made lake. Right in the middle of Murray and Shoals, like a huge intersection. I guess the rent was pretty high, which is why nobody was buying it. Okay. There was a rumor that Ram was going to go in there. Ooh. Um, you know, the chain brewery. They don't exist anymore. Oh, are they gone completely? I think so. Oh, this. so this was years ago that there was the rumor that they might go in there. Um, that never happened. I was always disappointed because I lived there and I was like, this is right here. Yeah. I could walk <clears throat> here from where I lived and not have to worry about driving and have a couple beers and go home. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I don't live down there anymore, but that would be a cool spot, too. But now you got all these great places that make great beer that you just show up and grab a four-pack from them. Yep. I got... So, X Novo's already there. Yep. And then I can get... You're going to get a Breakside, break you're going to get Von Ebert. Ebert. And Stickman. Yeah. So, okay. Great. That's very exciting. Keep them coming. Thank you, guys, for... Maybe X Novo was like the little guinea pig, <clears> and they were like, how are you guys doing out there? <laughs> oh, we're doing great. We're selling pizza, <clears throat> selling beer. COVID's been fine to us, you know? It's on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <clears throat> uh, and then the last couple, Upright's going to open a new tap room out on Northeast Prescott. Kind of east side. That should be exciting just to have more places uh, more places to drink Upright. Uh, and the newest one that dropped this morning, which I'm really excited about, on Williams, which is not too far from my neck of the woods... Uh, the old Hop Works bike bar mm-hmm. is going to be a migration. Oh, cool. And that excites me. That's their third spot now, Yes, right? because I kind of like migration. So migration's OG spot is on Sandy, <clears throat> right? It's on Gleason. Gleason, but near mm-hmm. Sandy. Yes. Uh, then they opened up the rooftop one. It's like Gleason and 30th, right around there. They opened up the rooftop one, which is down in Slab. Mm-hmm. Well, it's more like uh, the st- it's more like Providence Park. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I haven't, like, I haven't been there. Yeah, I just, from the pictures, I yeah, thought it was Yeah, it's more there. like Burnside than Slabtown. Okay. And then this one will be... Uh, uh, they have their mass Williams. production facility in Gresham Okay, as well. Cool. So this will be their fourth spot. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, which which just kind of opens me up to this. I mean, migration is also two doors from Grains of Wrath. I was going to say, isn't that where the yeah. PDX Grains so, was from? So that, watch out for that Williams spot. Like, Beaverton's grown in a good beer scene 
Watch out for Williams. Williams might be the next kind of hot spot, at least in Portland proper. Isn't that the OG X Novos over there too? Not on Williams, but in that neighborhood. Yeah, kind of. It's it's more on the south end of it, closer to four hundred five. Yeah, yeah, and then Labrutatory was right down there, and then I mean, if you really start. Talking that way, then you just swoop on up the hill on Albina, Mississippi there, and you've got Ecliptic. True. And then Stormbreakers up the road. So, <clears throat> And if you want to go look at a place that you used to like to go, you can go to Widmer. Yeah. Well, you can't go to Widmer. <laughs> I know. I'm saying you can look at it. <laughs> yeah, you can look at it. Hey, it's, I've it's been huge. here before. Yeah, it's giant. It's it's massive. Uh, so, yeah, North Portland getting, a, you know, just coming along, my little, my kind of place, my kind of scene. So I'm into that. But, That's good news for both <clears throat> of us. Yes. But the whole reason that I wanted to bring this up is I find it really interesting that you're looking at places like migration is going to open up their fourth spot. Breakside's looking at three location, three new locations, which is crazy because I remember, like when they opened Slabtown, it was like wow, yeah, like this is a huge step. Like they mm-hmm. went from small little decom and they had Milwaukee and that was it. And it's like here we are. Yep. And it's like okay, what's next? Right? Like are they going to do one another one somewhere else? Oh no, we're just going to do three, three of them. And then you look at uh, Von Ebert is opening up. A third and a fourth location. I mean, Glendevere's not even that old. I forgot about and, that. Yeah. And you know, and so my question, is, or not my question, but my like the conversation I wanted to have is that maybe you know we didn't get a lot of breweries didn't get everything they wanted in 2020, as you know, due to the pandemic and stuff, and sales and barrelage and production are obviously massively decreased. But you're looking at some of these breweries, and they're able to expand. Which tells me maybe the beer scene that everyone was that everyone feared was gonna just crumble is actually thriving. better than we expected. Makes sense. Still kind of thriving. I mean, what we've talked about many times is it allowed everybody to start canning. And what's one thing that everyone's doing during the pandemic and quarantine is drinking. Yeah. So you can go and you can find and it's not just like at bottle shops, but for those who live in the burbs like me, you can go to a at least the more upscale supermarkets, and you can find the beers that you want to get. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's been nothing but helpful, I imagine. And I think it's grown <clears> the <throat> brands of a lot of these breweries that people maybe went to once. Like, I think of Von Ebert, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is incorrect, but the way I view it is Von Ebert's in a great spot, right? Where Fatheads used to be. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about Glendevere. I'm talking about the Pearl District one. Um, it's in a fantastic spot. But people go to that spot usually for Deschutes one, and ten barrel two agreed because they want the rooftop bar from ten barrel and they shoot and they want the OG is classic in mm-hmm. the neighborhood. Um, so because of that, I always kind of felt like Von Ebert was a spot people went to because it was in the area, but it was never the destination. Mm-hmm. But to, that means to me that they went there and went, OS, this place makes great beer. Yep. And because of that, when they were canning this last <clears> year, everyone went. I've been there before and I like their beer. And they started buying it up, and it started spreading a little bit better too. I mean, I think that's the best brewery in the Pearl District. I don't yeah. even—I don't even think it's close. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, and and but I also, you know, looking at this list, and you know, I'm going to excuse Stigma from this list just because out of recency, I haven't had their beer in a while. Um, Migration, I think, makes very good, above average beer. Very good beer. Breakside is a cream of the crop. Upright is maybe pound for pound the best brewery in town. And Von Ebert is climbing, 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 climbing. Mm-hmm. If anything, the facts all remain and will always remain that there's two kinds of beer. Good beer and bad beer. And this list is good beer. Yeah. I am a little bit worried 
I don't want these breweries to spread themselves too thin. Right. Um, I'm not worried about Breakside. You, it's not you guys anymore, but Breakside makes a ton of money. Yeah, so I'm not worried about I'm that. I'm not worried either. about that. But, you know, like when Ex Novo decided to, you know, make a distribution facility in New Mexico and then they opened in Beaverton, it was like, are they spreading themselves too thin? Right. Like, it's the first thing you think about. This was a small, a small brewery that was not for profit, right? It was a nonprofit brewery. And you're like, what are they doing spreading themselves so far and wide? I guess it's working, right? Mm-hmm. I guess it's doing well. Um, and I have, I have the same worry about Von Eber, but because they've already gone to one place in Glendevere and had success over there too, that's probably a good sign, right? That right. They, that they can expand a little bit further as well. So I don't know. I think I think that I kind of have two ways that I look at it. I think the pandemic is good and bad for for the expansion for two for one reason. It's good because more breweries have found that they're successful and that people will drink their beer no matter what, so they can open other places. But the bad thing, in my opinion, is that I think a lot of these places would have been bought by new breweries who would have a chance to enter the market. Mm, I see, I see. But they're not doing it because of the pandemic. Uh, they didn't get a chance to spread, or they lost, you know, because of the pandemic, they didn't have enough money to go through with their plans of buying a place or, or lost whatever. any momentum or things like that. That's one thing that uh, worries me a little bit is I. I Although I love all the breweries on this list, I don't want it to become like a monopolized thing where five breweries are everywhere and everyone else has like one spot. Like I, th- I always kind of enjoyed that. Like I would go to a neighborhood, You're a man and it, of the people. It would be like, oh, I've this is new. I've never had this. Let's give it a try. And it's like now I'll go there and be like, well, I'm going to go to Von Eber because I love Von Eber. You know, <laughs> it's like screw you, little guy. I, I worry a little bit about that. It, might, it might, it might be nothing. It just might be the way I'm viewing it, but. Obviously, new breweries aren't opening in the same way as they used to here because of the pandemic. You don't want it to be Demolition Man, where there's the fast food wars, and now every restaurant is Taco Bell? Yep. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, I did find some some things here. The Stickman is in the Kirkland Place Plaza. Okay. In the Cedar Mill area of Beaverton. Oh, well, that is near where I live. Um, let's see. Kirkland. <clears throat> You're going to keep going. I'm just going to uh, And they're going to make pizza. Okay. So is Von Ebert, and so does Ex Novo. <laughs> so I hope you're into uh, hope you're into uh, pizza, Mike. I know you love love Portland pizza. I do like Portland <clears throat> pizza. It's just not the best pizza in the world. <laughs> so stop saying it is. <laughs> Let's see. Where is that? Oh my God. Okay, that's going right next to Market of Choice. Oh, okay, cool. Which is right near where I live. There you go. So it's going to be right near uh, Market of Choice and right near uh, Grains of Wrath. Grains of Wrath? Uh, sorry. Uh, great notion. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. 72nd and Prescott is upright. Okay. Um, let's see. Von Ebert is... Von Ebert. By Design Pizza. That's... that's they're, they're absorbing by design pizza. Okay. And I don't know where it is. So you'd have to look up by design. By Design Pizza Beaverton. Uh, uh, that's also next to Market of Choice. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, and they've got, they've got, okay. <laughs> Wait so- a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that in one little section of Beaverton, there's going to be Great Notion, Von Ebert, and Stickmen all with half a block of each other. Sure. If that's the By Design Pizza that I'm thinking of. And I guess by design had a pizza out in Cascade Station as well. Okay. So that's the Von Eber, not at the airport. Oh, it's at Cascade yes. Station. It's at Cascade Station. What on earth is happening? 
Okay, cool. This yeah, is exciting you, because care, I live there. Yeah, what do you care, dude? You're, you're, you're jacked. Let's go. And then where's Breakside up? You said Cedar Cedar Hills, right? Uh Oh, yeah. Where's that one? The Beaverton one? Doop -a -doop -a -doop -a -doop. Is this about to be a dream? I don't know, man. You're I was move out of Beaverton before you know it. <laughs> uh, well, maybe I moved. I moved to where I moved because of the divorce, right? I got divorced right. and I moved up to the neighborhood I did because I'm living with my roommate and he wanted to be close to the max. And it was like, okay, cool. Like, I don't care. But the, I live up there and there's not a ton of great food options nearby. It might change really quickly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. As you can see, I did all of this research uh, now mm -hmm. instead of you know before. Do, 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 Lake Oswego. Well, it's not Lake Oswego. Beaverton, be an outdoor Munich Oktoberfest-style beer garden built out into an open lot on the opposite side of the block as Ex Novo's Brewing Pizza Pub. Cool. All right. So that's not outdoor, Cedar Hills, but it's center, central Beaverton. Outdoor beer hall-style wood benches, string lights hanging overhead, fire pits, a polka stage, a bar built out of shipping container and more green plants to warm up the 8,000 square foot space. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of like empty parking lot areas over by where Ex Novo is. Um, so that makes the sense. Beer Garden will run adjacent to a new restaurant from uh, Please Louise, which are kind of Breakside family members. Uh, they make pizza. So it's going to be Breakside Pizza, Ex Novo Pizza, Von Ebert Pizza. Stickman probably making pizza. Pizza! Stickman is making pizza. Pizza! Are they going to do anything else? I hope it's all Detroit style. All of it is the same style. Straight competitive. Just straight focaccia with ranch, Detroit style pizza. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. All right. Well, that's exciting either way. Places to go drink beer. Yeah. Um, well, you gotta have outdoor space too. Like that's that, fine. That's the most. Well, I mean, you know, to make money. Yes. Well, that that little area where Von Ebert and stuff is opening, like, there's a lot of homes in that area, mm -hmm. and that is a brand new, like, built up strip mall area oh. that's like a year or two old. It looks like it's brand spanking new. Um, and I was like, this is kind of a popping little place. I wonder if there's going to be more. And I saw there is construction being done where Stickman's going, and I'm like, I wonder what they're going to build here. Apparently, a lot of breweries. <laughs> Thank you, beer guys. I appreciate that as a Beaverton resident. Much love. Yeah, me Much too. Love. I appreciate it too because it'll keep those damn bridge and tunnelers coming out of my city. Oh, you shut up. <laughs> you shush. We love the city. I know. So why don't you move there? Because it's more expensive, you jerk. I know. I pay way too much. <laughs> I'm going broke. All right. Well, there's our In the Brews. That's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, I like that. Thank you for telling me that. Yeah, you're welcome, buddy. I hope all of you guys have You know up. there's a bunch of like news sources out there and stuff you can follow. Yeah. Like Brew Public and, and News School are pretty on top of stuff. I know that. But you know what I like to follow more? Hmm. You. Oh, man. At PDD085. On Instagram. And Took Twitter. a really cute pic with his girlfriend the other day. That's because she's so fly. I liked it. From the beers on us page. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an Instagram. <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for that. Uh, let's get to our beer of the week, huh? Yeah, you. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Nope, that's it. I mean, I'm, there might be some beer news that I'm not thinking of, but I thought I'd just focus on kind of the expansion and cool, uh, okay. the excitement of that. I'm ready for beer of the week. You said that like it's going to be nerve wracking, so I guess we'll find out. What you were like? Are you ready for beer of the week? Oh yeah, are you ready? I think it's so. going to be fun. Okay, fun. I think you're going to taste a lot of things you never tasted before. Whoa. Okay. At least you will. Okay, cool. Well, let's find out what that is next. This and, is beers on us, and it's a really famous beer with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Question mark.
the week time here on Bears and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris here in Nevada Pale Ale. Oh, that was a good one. This is a, a very cool looking can. Yes. It's a brewery I've never heard of before. Yes. It's a cool name. Yes. Um, what am I, what, have you, what are you getting me into here? Uh, this is a famous beer. <clears throat> it's a famous beer because it's one of the more mass produced beers of this style that not a whole lot of people mass produce. This beer is technically a saison. Oh, two in a row. S-A-I-S-O-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Off-Color S-A-I-S-O-N. Brewing. S-A-I-S-O-N. <laughs> from Off-Color Brewing in Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. Uh, this is Apex Predator. Cool. Um, I've never heard of it before, so if it's famous, uh, it's not famous to me. Well, I it, you we used to see it in town from time to time, and uh, it was always kind of exciting. You're like, oh, wow, cool. Apex Predator is in town. And now everybody's got it because uh, I think they just did a big can release cool um all right so what do you think compared to the saison we had last week how different do you think this is going to be i don't know i can't remember the saison from last week okay <laughs> i know it was very very drinkable very drinkable and it had a good uh yeast quality to it um i jumped on the off-color website this looks hazy that's interesting i jumped on the uh off-color website uh to kind of see if they had any information on this beer and boy they have a lot okay. um so maybe I'll like tweet this out on the page or something or send it to you and you tweet it because I don't know how that works. Um, but just real quickly, it says, Saisons are the hoppiest of the Belgian beers, and Apex Predator is no exception. But beers with a pronounced hop profile don't have to be defined by it. With a fragrant, juicy fruit aroma, dry finish, and a hint of honey, Apex Predator has many different layers. We use a free-rise fermentation where the yeast is allowed to get as high as 80 degrees Fahrenheit during fermentation when paired with the correct yeast we create a pleasant bubblegum character and then yes they dry hop it with a bunch of crystal hops which give the beer a grassy floral character using honey malts adds a touch of sweetness to an otherwise very dry beer when this yeast ferments it turns everything it can into alcohol not that we help by adding sugar to the kettle we package it with a slightly high carbonation level to bring out the aromatics so you can taste it before you take a sip. Interesting. And then it says, nerd alert, we're going to geek out here, so if the beer equivalent of Dungeons and Dragons isn't your thing, then you best click on one of the other tabs above. And they go into this huge three-paragraph thing on esters. Oh, okay. So your homework, kids. I'll, I'll tweet this out. Yeah. yeah, your homework, kids, is basically go to the off-color website and learn about esters. Cool. Um I will say, based on the description, the nose of the beer is not as strong as I thought it would be based on the description. Okay. Um, this is a very good beer. Mm-hmm. I've taken a couple of sips. It is very different from last week's Saison, uh, minus the fact that you do taste the yeast kind of quality in the middle. Um, but this has a lot more like bubbly carbonation aspect to it. Um, and it's got a little bit more of a hot punch to it as well. But I am getting the yeast character. I don't really get the honey in my first few sips. That could just be more of a subtle flavor I'm not getting. And I don't but... know I don't know if I'm tasting honey per se either, but I am getting a touch of sweetness. Right. Well, they said they added sugar though, right? Yeah. So that's different yeah. than the honey. Um, interesting. I like it a lot, actually. Well, it's a honey malt. It's not like actual honey. Didn't they say touch of honey? Oh, they, or it was a in honey a flavor malt. profile. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Makes more sense that it would be less uh, less pop for that flavor, but this is never a style I would buy myself. Like saison is not in my wheelhouse, but this is really good and and uh, it's a little bit less drinkable, I would say, than last week's. Like the brewery twenty six one was really smooth. Mm-hmm. This one's got a little bit more of a slow down while you drink it vibe to it, but uh, it's interesting. I like it a lot. This is a beer that 
I discovered this beer a long time ago, probably in like my early Cerveza days. So we're talking Get a little lemon. six, seven years ago, something like that. And this was one of the first beers that I had that really wasn't an IPA or a hop forward beer that I really liked. Because back then I was just drinking pale ales and IPAs, you know, and Rainier. And now, and the, yeah, so this, so I would say Apex Predator and like the Alt beer from Occidental, those two beers were the first beers that I kind of went, oh, I can drink other beers and like them. I think the uh, beer to drink music to, I think is what it's called, from Dogfish Head, because okay. a Trapel. And that was another one where I was kind of like, oh, this is, this is good. <laughs> uh, and so Apex Predator will always have just a little kind of soft spot in my heart. This is wild. The can is awesome. It's a great can. Yeah. It looks so dope. Um, it's it's all black and white. It's got this kind of like lion that looks like a horror movie lion because mm-hmm. it's got like a really messed up face and a huge mane and it looks just really cool. Yep. Really, really cool. I don't know how else to describe this beer other than you guys should try it if you find it. Where did you get this? This was at Vesa? Uh, I've seen this at Cerveza. I've seen this at Bridgetown. I think Off Color must have just done a drop and everyone kind of picked it up. Gotcha. If you guys have never seen this beer, even if you don't like Saison's, give it a try. It kind of It's a mix between like a Saison and an IPA to me in the way that I'm getting the flavor profile. It's just it's just cool and different, and I've been trying to like stay focused. You know, I keep looking over at the COVID wall and... There's a lot of crispies. There's a lot of IPAs. There's a lot of dark beers. So I'm trying to just keep finding different stuff. I didn't even realize that we were doing saisons two weeks in a row. Maybe we should. Maybe I should do some research and learn some things about saisons because it's a style we've talked about as one that scares us. Um, well, but for, now that we've had two of them, I'm not as scared anymore. Well, and for me, it's just such a large category with so many like tree branches going in different directions that it's like it. It feels almost. It feels overwhelming to me. Because it's got so many different potential Yeah, flavors. yeah, so many layers that it's like, wait a sec, I'm, how, how do I learn about this if you're all going in different directions? Well, yeah, but you also can't learn about it if you never try them, right? It's this, one of those catch-22s. This is true, my friend. Because <laughs> I was the same way. I was like, yeah, I don't know much about this. I probably won't like it. It was over in like the, it's always like when the sour section. It's like mm-hmm. saisons, gozos, and sours are mm-hmm. all together. You're like, and avoid I, that! Well, I'm like, I don't... I don't love sours. I don't love the gozas. I'm like, oh, I'll just probably avoid this section. At Cerevesa, they put all those next to the dark beer. Oh, really? Yeah, so you're forced to look at it. <laughs> well, I mean, would I be? Because I just look at the dark beer, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to get this now. <laughs> and uh, I'm out of here. All right, pretty good. Uh, really enjoyable. Apex yeah. Predator, off-color brewing from Chicago. Chicago. How about Chicago? With, I, I don't know much about Chicago's beer scene. They've got a decent of, beer um, scene. Goose Island's out there, right? Yeah, but, and they so there's off-color there, and there's uh, Revolution. Is a big one out there too. Cool. Chicago's beer scene is actually pretty good. Getting better too, you think? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, there, there, there's our beer of the week. Off color Apex Predator. An interesting saison. Uh, very, very big depth of flavor in this one. That is uh, certainly interesting to try. Um, all right. Uh, let us know what you thought about the the beers from last week. If you tried them with us, or if you had them in the fridge. If you had any of the beers that we have talked about that we liked very much, uh, including the way the Wayfinder, the um, everybody's. Oatmeal Stout, the sneaky sneaky that I was talking about, let us know. And uh, I will tweet out a picture of the off-color description of Esters, uh, or a link. Yeah. And you guys can go read about it yourself. Next week, we'll be back with another episode. We can actually, with the new system in place, schedule our posts. Say what? So instead of it being four-ish, unless I forget, uh, it'll be posted at four on Thursday. 
Every time. Every time. Look at us. We're growing. We're growing. We didn't do anything about nope, it. Nope. This we're was just, something completely separate. We're just we're benefiting, just benefiting from it. Yes. Um, so we'll have another episode next week. We haven't talked about it yet, but we'll figure it out. Um, you know, hopefully vaccines soonish ish and we can start we getting that, out there again. Got, got that Federal Reserve opened up. Yeah, we so. got we got a new administration, so maybe they'll do something different and uh, we'll get it faster. That guy owes me money. Fourteen hundred bucks, right? He owes me fourteen hundred bucks. <laughs> Congratulations. You're the new guy that owes me money. Yep. All right, that'll be it for us. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, download, <laughs> find us on our socials, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Condolences.